Thank you for tuning in to Coppin' with Comic. I'm Brian Coppin. We're here with comic Jeff Shearer. Jeff Shearer, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. Am I saying your name right? It's it's rhymes with mirror. You told me, and I think yes. it's. I don't know. Shearer. That. Yes, Shearer. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's not exactly probably the proper German pronunciation. Okay. But after... well, as, as a German, I appreciate yeah. the, the tutorial. And then, uh, where can people see you do stand-up comedy or improv, musical improv, on stage in New York City, People's Improv Theater? And where can they find you online? Uh, they can find me online at uh, jeffshearer.nyc. That's okay. J E F F S C H E R E R. Um, though that's mostly my business website. So. Oh, good. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. And then they can see you do musical improv theater. Is it the Vern show at the People's yeah, Improv Theater? Yeah, it's called Vern. Okay. Uh, they're a musical improv group. Uh, and you a, sing and, and you make up the story yeah, as you go. Yeah, I'm with a very talented uh, uh, cast. They're like my family. I love them. Oh, and, cool. Uh, so you've been so with them for a while? It's a long-running show? Yes. Uh, so you guys yeah. on the striker stage? Uh, yeah, that's Oh, good, because right. that's yeah. like the big time, right? That's the big time. And that, that was me verifying that you are the big time. Thank like, you. Are you on the well, striker you know, stage? I am on the striker stage. And weirdly, you know, today, this morning I had to pick up a um, um, it's my sister's birthday tomorrow and my stepmother said hey can you pick up a pie at 4 and 20 Blackbirds and I went to pick up a pie and someone said hey you're on Vern and I was like <gasps> Yes, what? I got yes. recognized at the pie place, <laughs> at the, the artisanal pie place in Brooklyn. That's right. I love it. I Only in Brooklyn, that, yeah. but not everywhere in New York City because the Vern is one of the longer running shows, and that's why it's on the Striker stage. I'll take it. Okay. And then what we're going to talk about real quick today is the fact that well, let's talk about religion versus atheism. Yes. And I think I'm religious, and you are the opposite of religious, oh, which is. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, athe- I'm atheist. You're atheist. Okay. I'm, I'm a- atheist on the agnostic side. I mean, I'm, okay, you that know. more means you just don't believe anything's out there, etc. Yeah, I don't okay. think there's any reason to believe anything's out there okay yeah uh, there probably is not yeah well yeah, what's the reason other than you know somebody wrote a book i mean there's no real like proof of anything right i, I mean that's mostly it like okay. I, I to me and and i think some of it is just on a very basic level even before i read anything about it I, I'll, I'll take one step back and say my dad was an atheist oh, okay and my mom you know raised me in church and that kind of thing and and weird um, Epis- really episcopalian so they kind of so cut it they cut a deal they're like okay well if well, we're gonna have a kid the deal, i get to raise him in the, the church. deal was they got divorced and then my mom's like now that we're divorced i'm taking you to church uh, <laughs> and one of them stuck and yeah. it was your dad's religion which is and atheism one, right? yeah and, it, and and so like at the beginning i was like oh you know i was a good student so like church was like anything else it was like hey you learn things but just right. it just gradually it just the logic of it made no sense to me. Yeah, I don't not, know. Not, I don't know that it is logical. That is true. It right. is. It is, and that's one of the the logical arguments against atheism is there's not supposed to be logic. Yeah, <laughs> but also like you know, is there's a couple big questions that I'm interested in. First sure. of all, is atheism its own religion? And second of all, when you you know, when I rethink everything, you know, I, you know, at some point you think, do I believe in God? And for me, it goes back to. The origin of the universe really, to me, makes no sense. It involves, like, the way it's taught in in science involves as much faith as religion. In that, they're like, okay, well, you know, how did the first, you know, star get formed? Well, there was this black hole. It's like, okay, well, who created that? And it was just always there. And I'm like, well, that re- that requires a little bit of faith, doesn't doesn't it? Certainly. I and I do agree that uh, that in any kind of non mathematical sense, nothing about the scientific, the current scientific consensus for how the universe created doesn't make sense to our brains, and and I'm not sure it ever will. Yeah. Um, 
There's something I, I do. I am one of those people that think that the, the approach of science is very important to me, which is right. that you don't assume that everything's right. There is scientific consensus, but it's always being tested. Yeah, and it's, it's always even the evolutionary being... theory keeps having, you know, if, if it's the branches of a tree, they keep finding a new branch that throws into question the whole thing. Like, you know, yeah. big New York Times, oh, guess what? We just found this fucking thing that made us rethink everything that's been taught in silent science class. I read class. that headline. Yeah. That was a very long headline. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they shorten it in the internet age, but yeah. back in the day, they were long, and they yes. said something. Something that involved, right? But just like um, that, that it's like, should I have learned all this evolutionary science in science class if it's then going to be thrown into question with every new discovery? But I, I don't think the, the major theory is thrown into question. It's just, it's always being refined, yeah. which is which is what I like about it. And, yeah. and just the, the standard for most religions tends to be... Um, it's a sin to question the way things. And that's that's maybe not the fairest way to put it, but, but that, the like, idea like that the, the idea that there's heresy and that you're supposed to just go along with the way things uh, have been explained to Was you. Was your mom Catholic? Uh, no, Episcopalian, okay. okay. which which is uh, you know it's actually a pretty mellow. I mean, not mellow religion, but it's you know people refer to it as Catholicism without the guilt. Yeah, we're like, we're Lutherans are kind of like yeah that. yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're, we don't really hold too too many things sacrosanct like the Catholics, and but, we're a little bit less problematic when it comes to you know. The, the, the oh. raising a lot of money to buy a lot of expensive land, a lot of expensive churches, and pay a lot of lawsuits. Certainly. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I've, I've always had this kind of, I've, I've had this sort of poetic theory of why we believe in religion in the first place. Okay. And I think it's because babies, human babies, like, take a long time to develop, and it's a long time to develop where they have this enormous brain compared yeah. to most animals. Right. And so they have this experience that, that, that affects the way they grow up uh, and what all of their thought is based on. And that experience is they're lying on their back in a cradle and they don't have, for a while it feels like they don't have control over anything, right. you know, before they become toddlers and they think they're the center of the universe. <laughs> you know, when they're babies, they're just kind of like, oh, I guess these hands are attached to me and there's there's all these things. But, they're you know, they're mostly helpless and they're, and when they're hungry, or they're uncomfortable or they're sick, they call out into the world. Right. They, they they basically call out for help and help comes from above. Yeah. Your mother just appears or your father yeah. comes up and, and just comes and scoops. And so one of the very first lessons we learn is to just call out up to some yeah, up to the creature heavens, above right. us yeah. and get what we want. Yeah, even like I was, I was on a plane and I told Denise that. I was like, oh, it's above the clouds. And she goes, but isn't heaven up there? I was like, uh, there's a lot of clouds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. I think that might be a teaching tool early on that, you know, go oh, God actually sits on the clouds or whatever. But is, you know, if that's one of the things that, you know, is it's natural to call upon the, you know, looking towards the heaven, heavens, do, do, does atheism share any of the, the same attributes as religion? I don't well, so I wouldn't in any way call it a religion. Okay. It is an absence of religion, okay. um, and I don't understand atheists who have to spend all their time shitting on religion. Yes, yeah, so I know, mean, like, you, I would think some of I'm them, of some people. of them approach. So I guess you know, it's my, you might be slightly more agnostic than atheists, but the hardcore atheists, the ones that are out there preaching atheism, are they kind of religious in that in that regard? I, I, I don't think so. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I have a problem with anyone who can't question any belief. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and that's, that's what it comes down to. And so if they're not questioning the central tenets of the atheist church, sure. if they can't question I mean, there's it, then church, there's, there's a little yes. problem. Yeah. But yeah. even they're like Church of Satan, like they're kind of making, you know, they're doing certain uh, demonstrative things for comedy purposes or for I think so, yeah, yeah. satire or whatever. And they're I, like, oh, there's a Church of Satan and, I, and we want to be taken seriously under the laws of the U.S. Or whatever. I don't even really think they do, though. I think it's all, <laughs> it's, it's all playfulness. 
and, yeah. and kind of subversion on their part. But, you know, it sounds fun. But, but like, you like that. You like taking apart things in part because you are a comedian. And you, is that how you kind of write jokes, taking taking things apart? I think so, yeah. Like, for me, it's I, – I, you know, and I think a lot of comedians do that. They see they see the – you know, there's the little questions behind every assumption right. that if you start – breaking apart those assumptions that's where the comedy is because uh, it's it's your your mind having like a reaction like yeah. oh my god wait a minute it's I, true i, I believe this thing that. and he just questioned all those assumptions that's yeah. pretty f- surprising and funny the gesture speaking truth the power sort yeah. of thing and and that part of it is really interesting but i i don't advocate being a jerk um i and you know i think i learned pretty early on i think i had i was a nascent jerk in as a teenager <laughs> and uh, and i think i remember you know when i was like protesting uh, a war a long ago war um, that uh, now looks tame compared to the Trump exactly, era, right? Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know, and it was actually my own church, the Episcopalian Church, was right there on the front lines with us, you know, uh-huh. uh, fighting for peace. And, and honestly, it, it made it taught me a little humility in that, you know. Well, I also, also like that, like you can, you know, you saw some humility in the church, but then also that church, the Episcopalian Church, can learn a little bit from your picking things apart. Oh yeah, I hope yeah, so. Or not saying that you're a heretic if you do. I hope so. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'd like us all to work together. And, you know, it's the same thing with anything. Like, you know, right now, I think with Bernie on Twitter, Bernie, you know, fans on Twitter, there's a part where you just want to be like, guys, you're saying a lot of right things, but don't come after everybody. You're trying yes. to win people to your side. Yeah. And I think like, they were saying something like the Bernie, Bernie can't win if he keeps it, you know, if he and his people keep attacking the Democratic Party. Right. It's and like, it doesn't help that there are Russian bots being half of them. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Know, yeah. They want a certain result. So what, what you know, on stage, and, you know, improv or whatever, are you questioning certain, like, the assumptions you're questioning, what area are they in? Is it necessarily religion or other things? I think when I'm on stage, I don't know, I I, I think the way I approach it is more playing the the things that are taken for the, you know, the types and the characters that are taken for granted and just playing up their ridiculousness a little bit. Like what, politics or like religion? I don't think we do a ton of politics. Well, some of us do, but... uh, Oh, because it's improv. It might depend on what what objects you're throwing out. But you have have power over what, you know, if they shout out a bunch of things, you guys are like, I want to be political. You guys are just going to kind of select a political... I think we have, we definitely have some uh, very fierce feminists on our team, which is, which I like. Um, uh, You're not questioning assumptions for feminism, are you? But no, Not during the team. Not at all. That's why you guys have lasted for years on the striker stage at the pit. If I have a logical problem with feminism, I mean, with any aspect of an ar- a feminist argument, now yeah. I'm totally pro, uh, pro-feminist. Yeah, but please, I consider please myself say it here. A, please say no, it here. What are the assumptions yeah, you would question? I, I consider myself a feminist, okay. but like anything, I think there are times when you want to be like, ah, the way you're saying that doesn't make sense. But a lot of times now it's just like, that's a thought you can keep in your head. <laughs> Because there's only so much, you, so much like, you can yeah. argue logic. I and so mean, are you finding, though, that, like, you know, the jerk the jerk that you were back in the day, Jeff Shearer, like, did you find that, ah, oh, well, at some point I discovered that audiences don't like it as much? Oh, certainly, And yes. so you kind of adapted to, you know, keep, I, I, keep certain things in your mouth. I don't think it's audience first, though, for me. I mean, okay. yes, there is some of that. Um, like, I flirted with stand-up for a while, and I, you know, I learned very quickly, like, oh, don't lead with, like, sarcasm <laughs> against everybody. Like, yeah. make people like you first before you can challenge Good. them to, you know, and, come to a to an idea. And but. did that carry that carried over in improv? Yeah, I think so. Or, or improv might have just followed everything else. Honestly, I think it's me becoming a more mature person, which I, which I'm one of those firm believers. You just have to constantly be doing that. You know, if yeah. I'm if I'm 60 and I'm not more advanced than I was when I was 52, <laughs> then I've failed. You, you know? have failed. You've got to keep. You got to keep doing it, and that's. 
I think that's probably the thing I believe most in life. It's like science. Your your personality yeah. is like is like scientific things that have to be challenged and right. tested and 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 also everything has to be done with empathy towards others and that's and you know even empathy towards which is the hard part empathy towards people who seem like monsters you have to kind of uh, sometimes you just have to see where they're coming from and even what their somebody experience like, like is. Trump or something yeah I mean or, it's really hard but. <laughs> but and so does that permeate your team which is the Vern team at the pit I, the fact I think that so. you guys are all kind of um, let's not be reflexively um, you know I hate this guy he's awful let's try to be a little bit more nuanced and uh, human I think one thing that we do um, you know and I'm not going to claim that we're you know doing like Strike. very high philosophy striker no, stage yeah, exactly. bro striker <laughs> but, stage. Uh, but i think one thing that we do is you know we're a very um it, it i've been on all sorts of teams and this team is so accepting of other people's ideas okay and we do that all the time on stage so and and i like to push for especially because we're doing narrative we're making up musicals on the spot yeah. a big part of us is like one thing i always push for is doing narratives that are based on narratives we all know you know the stories we all know yeah. if it's a romantic comedy plot do it like a romantic comedy plot but then all the all the parts that pull apart romantic comedy don't have to happen in the structure, but they happen in just the dynamics between the characters because okay. we're not those people. Yeah, and I, I think that happens whether we're doing a fairy tale or a or a thriller assassination story or you know just whatever. Like keep the story kind of, you know, it's like it's like um, when you're doing a when classical composers do a, a violin quartet. Okay. you know they're they're like I like the 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 uh, limits of saying like, well, I'm going to do, you know, Beethoven or Schoenberg or whoever it is. We're doing two violins and a cello and a, and a, whatever it's called, the bass viol or whatever. Uh, we're do, the we're big doing, ass violin. Yeah, the big ass violin. <laughs> and we're doing those four instruments, but like what we do with those four instruments are completely different. Oh, good. And then like, so what, what, that's probably the best, the best advertisement for the Vern team at the People's Improv Theater is the fact that you just mentioned things like romantic comedy, <laughs> what, assassination thriller. Yes. And then there was a third one. I was just like, you guys are doing all those things? Fairy tales. Yeah. Fairy tales. Yeah, yeah, and those, I, are, those are kind of assumptions that you could question. Those are certain, certain formulaic things that you could toy with. Uh, yeah. I think, and I, I don't think it's, uh, I think a lot of musical improv um, uh, teams do that, um, that, the, that they... The genre is very important to them um, because it gives you a grounding. Because you don't want to spend when you're doing improv, you don't want to spend the whole time thinking like, "Oh, what's going to happen next in the plot?" Because yeah. that's not where the that's not where the joy lives in the improv. Yeah. Right? You're going to stumble into things just out of saying crazy stuff. But like, like having the structure of knowing that you know this this is a boy meets girl, girl is you know boy whatever boy loses girl, and I would think girl loses yeah. boy. There's there's two boys and a girl. You know, like you know, and they're all non-binary, whatever, like that, you know, uh, <laughs> but all that stuff, like if, if you keep that structure, then you, you have so much more room to play. And, and I would think it's difficult anyway, because you're also fitting into music. It's musical improv. Yes. So like you already got to, you got to start rhyming the words and you have to be able to sing it and stuff like that. And so it's if they want to figure out the next one that's coming up, is it a regular monthly show with the, the, the day coming up is? It's, it's weekly, every Wednesday. Oh, a weekly? Seven. Yeah. So meaning you write, oh, I guess it's not writing, so it's not We're sketch. We're not writing. It's not it's... sketch. And so that allows you to do a weekly show. Yeah. Because some of those sketch people, they're like, yeah, we work on it for months and oh, then yeah. it's just done. And no, like, we don't work nearly that hard. <laughs> <laughs> for a no, weekly, we, yeah. we rehearse, but uh, but you know we that is the joy of of improv, getting to see a different show every every week, and you know and 
let's say five out of six of them are good. Yeah, <laughs> and so to find out the next one, that's going to be great. They're going to go to Jeff Shearer across all social media. I, I would just go find uh, Vern Improv on Facebook or yeah, and it's uh, all Instagram. it's probably all all over the Pitts calendar because yeah. it's a weekly show that's been long running. Yes, cool. Yeah, Jeff, exactly. Jeff Shearer. Otherwise, go to Four and Twenty Blackbirds Pie in Brooklyn dude, and ask the person working the counter. Dude, look look everywhere because you, you, this guy's starting to be recognized. Yeah, <laughs> that means you got to see him, Jeff Shearer. Thank you so much. Thank you.